This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, January 14th. Good morning, I'm Spencer Chase. Here's today's headlines. Ag to get focus in China signing, Trump to tout deals at AFBF, and vegan CAFO critic exits presidential race. China deal signing to feature ag. There's still a lot of uncertainty about what exactly will be in the Phase 1 trade deal with China, but representatives from key farm groups are expecting to be at the White House Wednesday for the signing ceremony. Scott Vanderwall, vice president of the American Farm Bureau Federation, Charlie Matthews, chairman of the USA Rice Federation, Doug Goyings, chairman of the U.S. Sweet Associates, and others representing America's farmers and ranchers have been invited, AgriPulse has learned. Two of the biggest questions about the deal remain which ag commodities China will agree to buy more of, and to what extent will China lower its existing tariffs on U.S. products. White House Trade Advisor Peter Navarro, who spoke to NPR on Monday, remains insistent the U.S. will keep tariffs on $250 billion worth of Chinese goods as negotiating leverage in Phase 2. Keep in mind, the Trump administration announced Monday that it no longer officially considers China guilty of manipulating its currency, and that's primarily due to the deal being signed Wednesday. In this agreement, China has made enforceable commitments to refrain from competitive devaluation and not target its exchange rate for competitive purposes, says a new Treasury Department report. Trump to tout trade regulatory actions at AFBF. President Trump will be headed to Texas this weekend for a victory lap after signing the China deal. As AgriPulse first reported on Monday, Trump will be speaking Sunday at the American Farm Bureau Federation's annual convention for the third year in a row. AFBF spokeswoman Terry Moore says members are hoping to hear what President Trump says about trade. She says, we've had some very positive recent developments between USMCA being teed up for approval, the Japan announcement, China Phase 1 on Wednesday, but we know there's a great deal more of potential to tap into. Moore says farmers are also eagerly awaiting an announcement of a new Waters of the U.S. rule and will also want to see what he says about their labor needs. She says, knowing that the Senate is working on an ag labor bill, I think our members are going to be very interested in what our president has to say and whether he will support it. Keep in mind, it doesn't hurt from the GOP perspective that Trump will be in Texas. The rural vote in that state is becoming increasingly critical to Republicans as they lose ground in the big cities. Iowa gets focus in presidential race. The six leading Democratic presidential candidates will be debating in Iowa tonight with the state's first-in-the-nation caucuses less than three weeks away. Climate change is likely to be an issue tonight, given that it's the number one issue along with health care costs for Iowa caucus-goers, according to the latest Des Moines Register CNN Mediacom Iowa poll. Trade policy also could come up tonight, given its outsized importance to Iowa's agriculture sector. The debate is sponsored by CNN and the Des Moines Register. Check off CAFO critic out of the race. New Jersey Senator Cory Booker, a vegan who has proposed restrictions on livestock operations and checkoff programs, is out of the Democratic presidential race. Booker didn't make tonight's Iowa debate and announced Monday that he didn't have the money to continue running. Last month, Booker introduced legislation to prohibit large new concentrated animal feeding operations, including farms with more than 700 dairy cattle or swine operations with more than 10,000 hogs. Booker also has proposed to restrict spending by checkoff programs. U.S. dairy already benefiting from Japan trade deal. Japanese tariffs on U.S. cheese and other dairy products have dropped and trade is already increasing after the first phase of the U.S.-Japan trade pact went into effect on January 1. That's the word of Jaime Castaneda, Senior Vice President for Trade Policy at the U.S. Dairy Export Council. 
The increase in sales is great, he said, but the fact that the U.S. is now on a level playing field with Australia, New Zealand, and the EU for more dairy products is a major relief. He added, yes, we're expanding, but the critical element for dairy is that we're not going to lose our market share in Japan. Take note, Japan's tariffs on U.S. hard cheeses like cheddar, gouda, and Monterey Jack fell from 29.8% to 26% on January 1st. That puts U.S. product even with countries in the EU and the Comprehensive and Progressive Agreement for Trans-Pacific Partnership. On April 1st, the Japanese tariff rate for all the countries, including the U.S., will fall again to 24.2%. Schools look to protect low-income kids. School meal directors are worried that a Trump administration rule to tighten eligibility for food stamps is going to cut off some low-income kids from needed assistance. The School Nutrition Association has released its 2020 policy priorities, and they include two ways to make it easier for kids to qualify for free school lunches. An SNA spokeswoman says the proposals weren't designed specifically to address the administration cuts, but would help soften their impact. A proposed rule issued by the USDA would mean many kids from families who no longer qualify for the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program would lose their automatic eligibility for free school meals and may only qualify for reduced-price lunches. SNA says Congress should provide free lunches to all kids whose family incomes are under 185% of the federal poverty line. States should also be allowed to use Medicaid data to automatically qualify kids for school meal assistance, SNA adds. Grizzly status under review. The Fish and Wildlife Service is accepting comments until March 14th for its review of the grizzly bear's ecological status as required by a court settlement reached in December. Fish and Wildlife signed an agreement with the Center for Biological Diversity last month to complete the assessment by March 31st. Reviews are required every five years under the Endangered Species Act, but the last one for the bear was completed in 2011. In 2018, a federal judge in Montana rejected the service's attempt to remove the bears in the greater Yellowstone ecosystem from the list of threatened and endangered species, leaving the bear listed as threatened throughout its range in the lower 48 states. Here's today's He Said It. He has my full trust, and I know he will represent our state well. That's former Senate Majority Leader Bob Dole endorsing Kansas GOP Rep Roger Marshall in the race to succeed retiring Senator Pat Roberts. Former Kansas Secretary of State Chris Kobach leads the GOP race, according to internal polling. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, January 14th, brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit agripulse.com. For Agripulse Daybreak, I'm Spencer Chase.